Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps a believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone that comes to God must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. This podcast, as you know, is based on the story of the centurion, the Roman centurion in the Bible, which you can find in in the eighth chapter of Matthew, and then also like the seventh chapter of of the Gospel of Luke. And um, it's the only place in the Bible where somebody had faith. And keep in mind, faith is like like it says in Hebrews eleven six, faith is 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 the one thing that pleases God. Without faith, it says it's impossible to please God because anybody that comes to him must not only believe that that he exists, that he is God, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And the story of the centurion, to kind of connect this all together, is, is the only place in the Bible where somebody had faith that made Jesus marvel, that made Jesus marvel. He... the centurion's faith made Jesus marvel. So really to me, I kind of really love to study that story and, um, and, and think about what was it. And it just, it's just one of those stories that just keeps on giving. It's so exciting, but what was it that about the centurion and what he said and what he did that made Jesus marvel at his faith? So every time I look at it, I see something new, but then I also see things that that I can apply to my own life and that you can apply to your own life. And that's why I do these podcasts because I'd I'd love to please God and and um, not because I have to, but because I want to. And I like to be a God pleaser because uh, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel more like like Him, like a reflection of Him. Uh, when I do the things that are pleasing to him and think on the good things, which is pleasing to him. And God is the only one that knows my thoughts. Thank God he loves me because uh, those thoughts aren't always good. But uh, he, he knows me better than anybody else. And he knows the best of, you know, the, the good that's in me that he's placed in me when he placed me in Christ. And, and he also knows the struggles that I have against um, evil, the evil that's in this world. But anyway... The, I'm kind of getting off point a little bit. Um, the message that I have for you today on this episode of Centurion Faith is called Be a Persistent Do-Gooder. Be a Persistent Do-Gooder. And the key scripture that I'm, I'm focusing on um, for this, this particular message is, is actually found in Romans 2, um, and it's verse seven. Actually, I'm going to read from from um, uh, verse six all the way through. But listen to this: God will give to each person according to what he has done. This is called. This is talking about the the context of the scripture is the the judgment of God when we all appear before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for the things that we do while we're in these bodies before we go on to be with the Lord. And it says he will give to each person according to what he has done to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But to those that are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow their uh, follow evil, 
There will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first the Jew and then the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, first the Jew and then the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. Another translation says he is no respecter of persons. So ultimately, we're really judged by what we do. And, you know, we can we can say all we want. We can kind of have, um, you know, like the fig tree that Jesus cursed in Mark 11. We can have green leaves on the outside, be putting off these green leaves. Hey, I'm a Christian. Look at me but then producing no fruit. And, and, and the fruit of our spiritual union with Christ is found in Galatians 5.22, where it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness or meekness, and self-control. Those are the nine fruit of the Spirit. Those are the nine um, spiritual fruits um, that are produced when we walk with the Lord, when we walk in the Spirit. And, you know, we don't, we obviously, um, we want to produce fruit in our lives. We want to be salt and light, as it talks about, Jesus talks about in Matthew 5, um, and, and be a reflection of him out there in this world. Um, but being a persistent do-gooder is really what God wants us to do. And I think back to when I was running with the devil before God got a hold of me and uh, came into my life and filled me with his presence back uh, over 21 years ago. And I think about the things I said about Christians as I was reflecting this morning. And I used to, my, my cousin, uh, Mike, who is like a, um, I call him my cuz bro. He's my cousin and also my brother in Christ. And he was somebody I really looked up to, not only because he's like 6'6", but, um, but because he was walking with the Lord and he'd given his life to Christ. And he and I used to run together and, and just, I won't even talk about the ungodly things that we did together before Christ got a hold of us. But when he got born again, and um, was was turned on to the Lord. He witnessed to me, and so did my best friend Kevin. Kevin was the best man in my wedding, and someone I've known for almost my whole life since I was like uh, I think fifteen or sixteen years old. Uh, so for the last forty years, he's been a friend and also a brother in Christ. And he got born again also, but previously, um, you know, we we ran together with the devil. Let's say. And when they got born again, I really, you know, kind of made fun of them. When I think back, I, I call people like them. I use them as an example because there are people close to me in, in, in my life who, whose light um, I didn't want to look at. And so instead of um, listening to what they said and, and taking heed of the warnings they both gave me, I would call them and other Christians do-gooders <laughs> and think about this. God wants us to be persistent in doing good. I called them do-gooders and Bible beaters. And it's funny to me today when I think of those words and have to swallow those words that I spoke, um, I think about those two things, being a, a do-gooder and a Bible beater. And really, those are the two things that the devil probably hated the most because there were the two things that ultimately 
as a believer, we value the most. The Word of God and walking in the Spirit or doing good. It's amazing to me that, that I said those words without even knowing that I was actually speaking the devil's words, but it also shows the devil's hand because if I take those two things that were an affront to me, that were offensive to me when I was walking with the devil and, and using those two things to try to shoot down two people that were right before me who, whose light and whose life convicted me, I see that now, that the way they were walking with the Lord, albeit not perfect, because none of us walk perfectly, I was offended by the light they were giving off. And instead of walking towards that light or listening to what they said and um, letting that their, their words and their testimony sink in and change my life, I decided to make fun of them. And I called them Bible beaters and do-gooders. And, you know, I, I'm so close to them today and they have encouraged me and mentored me and, and, and helped me in my walk more than words can say. But it's just funny. I just use that as an example because the two things that I made fun of the most are the two things that I really embrace the most today. And that is God's word and then being a doer of the word. Being a, I am a Bible beater because you can't beat the Bible. <laughs> and I'm a do-gooder because God is good. And he lives in me now and he wants to do good through me by his spirit. And the tools that I have are his word, that is the Bible, the written word of God, all 66 books, divinely inspired by God, and the Holy Spirit, who he's not only given me, but the Holy Spirit and the word of God are the two most critical gifts that a, that a, that a believer in Christ can receive the Holy Spirit is a gift that we receive by faith. We receive because of what Christ did on the cross. He told us that he would send us the Holy Spirit when he went up. And he certainly has done that in my life. And I'm just trying to learn to walk in the word and in the spirit and to be a persistent do-gooder. It's amazing to me. That's the title of today's message. And I'll read this again. God will give to each person according to what he has done to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality. He will give eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth, and keep in mind the truth is God's word. John 17, 17, thy word is truth. They reject the truth. They reject Christ. They reject his word. And they follow after evil. There's wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first the Jew and then the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good. I'm going to back this up too. There's, I have dozens of scriptures that God has shown me that back this, but this is in James um, 1, 22. Do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourself, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and then looking at himself, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself religious 
and yet does not keep a rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So God talks about the word of God being a spiritual mirror that we look into so we can see who we are in the spirit and then going and doing what the word says. So many people today say, man, Jeff, I wish I could hear from God the way you hear from God because I talk about hearing from him. And what they forget and what consistently what all these people are missing in their lives when I talk to them or kind of interview them to help them, I see that they, they want to hear from God, but they don't want to get into his word. And the way God speaks to a believer, the order in which he speaks is first in his word, and then he'll give us um, personal words or what, what the Bible calls a rhema word. But you have to start with the logos, the written word of God. If you're not going to get into the written word of God and obey what the written word says, then God's not going to give you personal words. It has to go in that order. You have to first look into the word of God, the perfect law of liberty, as, it, as I just read in James 1, and then do what he says. And to those people who are persistent in doing that, he then will give a personal word. And when I say a personal word, it just means call this person, do this for this person, send this person this money, help this person, go visit this person, just simple little things like that that we we all really do all day, but we don't always realize this is God that's that's telling us to do these good things. But when we when we read the Word of God and and learn about God's character and His nature through the written Word, and then obey the Word, He then gives us these little personal assignments. But again, it has to go in that order. So I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Remember today's message is be a persistent do-gooder. Start out your day with the word of God. Carve out some time in the morning for God and do this daily, daily. Jesus had to do this. Jesus had to daily get away and find quiet times and places where he could commune with the Father and get his marching instructions for the day. If Jesus himself, the Son of God made flesh, had to do this, he did it as an example to show us how we can walk also with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. He showed us as an example, we have to get up early, carve out some time for God and, and get quiet and just to hear from him and get our marching orders for the day, but also just to get filled up with his word and with his spirit. And so to get charged up on God's word, just like we charge our cell phone and we wait till it's full and then as the day goes on, we it drains off and the battery gets lower. It's the same thing for us. This walk is a daily walk. We have to daily fill up and charge up on the word of God, get our battery full. And then by the time we get to the end of the day, the battery is low, it's drained, the spiritual battery's drained. And we have to get up in the morning, get our rest and recharge and then do it again. So I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, I hope you get something out of this. I hope you hear, heard from the Spirit of the Lord in this message. And I hope you um, are, are someone who wants to show God uh, to this world, to this dying world. Let his light shine in you today 
and let people see Jesus in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen.